Girls. Welcome to She Commands the Stage podcast, where we talk a lot about how to become a more confident and compelling speaker that can command any stage, any camera, any microphone, or any platform that you are on and you're sharing your message. You are a driven woman and you know your message and voice makes a big difference in the world and in the lives of others. And I know that you're on a mission to take that message to as many stages and audiences as possible. And my role here is to equip you with the right tools to help you grow your speaking and presentation skills and to empower you to go out and unapologetically share your voice wherever possible. In case this is the first time that we are meeting, hi, my name is Chila Muskin and I'm your host. I'm also a speaker, author, and the creator of the Speak to Scale methodology. Here's what I know. The last few years have been tough on all of us. The different situations that we had to face, even the current situations that we have to walk through is probably one we will remember for decades to come. We're still dealing with the aftermath of COVID, with wars, inflation, all the things that we're still having to face, right? And I don't know about you, but I definitely had my breakdown moments. Feelings of fear and despair and uncertainty poke their ugly heads up, which is normal considering how quickly our world started to unravel and is continuing to do so. So it's not shocking at all that we're feeling those feelings. If I want to be completely transparent with you, which is always my goal, especially at the very beginning, you know, when this whole COVID thing started, I wanted to give in so badly. I wanted to just stay in my PJs all day long, watch my favorite sitcom, eat my favorite food, chips, chocolate, just to numb the pain away. I wanted to hide my head in the sand so badly. And nine short years ago, that is exactly what I would have done. I would have, I would have reached for the habits that while in the moment would have made me feel a little bit better in the long run would have set me on a downward spiral and I would have checked out really fast. Well, here's what I've learned about tough times. And I'm sure just like me, you've faced plenty of those in your lifetime. First of all, tough times, they will come. We shouldn't be surprised by them. And yet we still are, right? If we've lived on this earth long enough, we know that struggles and tough times are part of the package. It's kind of like the waves of the ocean. They come and then they recede and then they come again and then they recede, but they will come. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So that's one thing we know about tough times. The second thing we know about tough times is that while we don't have control over them many times, we do have control over how we respond to those difficult times. We do have a choice in how we choose to respond and what kind of attitudes do we have during those times because it can either make us bitter or it can make us better. It can either break us or make us, right? 
And here's a piece of good news. The decision is ours. It's a choice. It's a choice that we can make. And it's actually our decision to make. You know, for the first 30 years of my life, I lived as a victim, a victim to my circumstances, a victim to my own toxic thoughts, toxic relationships that I knew were not good, but I didn't have the courage to leave. And I was a victim to everything and everyone else around me. Here's what I know to be true. How we make it through a crisis situation is all connected to our mental resilience. And how resilient we are comes down to choice. The choice of where we place our focus. The choice of what we allow our minds to dwell on. The choice of what we allow to enter through our ears, our eyes, and even our mouths. The choice of what we will take action on and how we will respond to certain situations. The choice of being proactive instead of reactive to life. And if a situation like the one we find ourselves in currently, that's still ongoing, would have hit me even just nine years ago, I would have crumbled quickly under the pressure. But I'm so grateful that now, just a few short years later, I'm able to lean into some strong, healthy habits, rhythms, and routines that help me walk through this season, feeling a lot more grounded, rooted, and stable. Now, don't get me wrong, I am no per- not perfect by any means. As I said before, I have had plenty of my breakdown moments. We are humans after all, right? But I do believe it makes a huge difference in how we feel throughout the day when we have strong, healthy habits to fall back on. Now, why are we talking about habits, these mental resilient habits on this podcast, right? We're talking about becoming a better speaker. (laughs) The podcast is all about becoming a more effective and compelling speaker. Well, let me tell you this. As a speaker, as a business owner, as someone who steps in front of an audience and shares a thought, an idea, a message, you are a leader, my friend. And the people that are listening to you, following you, they feed off of your energy, right? If you are pouring from an empty cup, you don't have much to give. And that's why it's so important to be intentional about cultivating a mindset that is healthy, that is thriving, and that is resilient even during tough times. Because that way, as a leader... You can show up for your business, for your employees, for your audience in a healthy way. And so for the rest of this episode and for the next episode, because I broke it, broke it down into part two parts, I want to focus on life-giving habits that really are habits that successful speakers and leaders cultivate on a regular basis. When we choose to double down on our good habits or start focusing on developing life-giving practices instead of reaching for our bad ones, it really helps us not only survive through difficult times, 
but come out much stronger on the other side. And I don't know about you, but I want to grow through this time, not only just go through this time. These tough times, as I said before, they come, but choosing how we survive, not only survive, but thrive and come out on the other side, that choice is completely up to us. And so the rest of this episode, I want to share with you um, the first three habits that I I believe are crucial in order to um, help you show up more grounded uh, for your audience and for your business. And then in the next episode, I will share the other three habits. So before we dive in, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you find it valuable, I would love for you to leave a review. Uh, Let me know what is helpful to you. Give me some feedback on what kind of topics you would like me to, to teach on more or what other guests you would like for me to bring on to talk about different areas of business and showing up as a better communicator. Again, you can do that very easily in your podcast app on your phone. Okay, so without any further ado, let's dive right in. Habit number one in order to nurture a more resilient mindset, and that is to work on your mindset, mindset work. Before I attempt to do anything else in the morning, the very first thing I do every morning is to make sure that I'm setting myself up for a good day ahead. And that means intentional mindset work. Now, here's how I view mornings and evenings. I view them as bookends to my day. Usually the morning hours and the evening hours are times that we have a whole lot more control over. Once we get going and the day gets going, a lot of things can happen. A lot of curveballs can be thrown and maybe we need to pivot in our schedule and what we're doing. But usually the beginning of the day and the end of the day is something that we have more control over. That's why it's so important to develop some solid routines during the morning hour and evening hour. Now that looks different for everybody. Uh, I'm not going to say that one routine works for everyone because my husband and I, for example, are polar opposites. I'm a morning person. He's an evening person. I have a very solid morning routine. He has a very solid evening routine. Um, and it works right. As long as we figure out what works for us, that's the best way to go, but then work with that and create a routine within your own schedule that works best for you and be intentional about that. Now, before I share with you what I do in the morning, I also want to say this, I want you to take whatever works for you and apply it to your own life and leave what doesn't. Okay. Okay, so why is it so crucial for us, first of all, to be intentional about our mindset? And why is it important for us to have these kind of routines throughout our day? So before I share with you what I do in the morning to make sure that I'm cultivating a healthy and strong mindset, I want to tell you why it is so important, especially in times of crisis. During scary and fearful times, our brain tends to go into a fight or flight mode, right? We know that. You see, when we are in fear, a part of our brain called the amygdala kicks in and takes control over our actions. 
Unfortunately, when we are in this reactive state in order to lower stress levels, our body starts producing more um, of a steroid called cortisol, right? It's a stress hormone. And guess what this steroid does to our immune system? It weakens it. And that impacts us both on a physical and emotional level. So as you can see, practicing habits that help keep your anxiety level at bay really helps you fight even disease easier. Okay, so what does mindset work really look like, particularly for me? And as I said before, take whatever helps you leave the rest. If you've been around me for a while, you know that I'm a person of faith. My relationship with my creator, uh, my heavenly father, and I'm a Jesus follower, diehard follower, is very important to me. That is what gives me hope in life. That is what keeps me grounded. And so talking and listening to my heavenly father before I do anything else is a must. And that is prayer, prayer and meditation. Meditation meaning reading the Bible, meditating on God's word, and then talking to him. It helps me voice my gratitude and my struggles. It also helps me acknowledge the fact that while I have no control over certain situations that I'm facing, he does. He is the creator of the universe, in my opinion. God is not shocked or overtaken by what is going on in the world. And that gives me comfort because I know that at the end of the day, nothing can really happen that he hasn't already dealt with, right? And so the very first thing I do every single morning is spend time in prayer. The second thing that I do is I journal. Being able to put my feelings into words instead of shoving them down, which I am really good at, um, has been a game changer for me. There is something so powerful about putting our words on a piece of paper and naming the feelings that are happening inside of our heads and hearts. There is something therapeutic about this whole process. There is particularly one thing I always make sure I write down. And that's three things I am grateful for that morning. My gratitude list is a must for me when I'm doing uh, my journaling. It helps me shift my focus to things I am grateful for. And these don't have to be big things, grandiose things. Some mornings I write down the fact that I am grateful for the beautiful smell of coffee. To me, the smell of coffee is beautiful and it brings me joy and so I, I write that down. They don't have to be great big things. There are always things we can be grateful for when we choose to look for them. Now, one of my favorite journals to use during the time that I journal in the morning is the one that I buy every single year from Grit and Virtue, which is a company led by a woman. And um, I am not an affiliate for them. I just love supporting uh, women-led businesses. And I also think that their products are, are excellent quality. And so I just use the same journal for a whole year and I journal in, um, in one book. Now I do have to say journaling is definitely not my strong point. And some mornings after I write down my gratitude list, I can draw a blank, 
So I just want to encourage you, don't feel the pressure that you have to journal pages and pages of words in order for this journaling thing to work. Just write down a few things you're grateful for. And then if anything else comes up, write it down, but then move on. Maybe you want to write down your goals that you're working on, or you want to write down some affirmations for yourself, whatever works for you, but just take some time to really connect with your feelings and name those feelings of how you're feeling in the moment. And then the third thing that I do in this mindset work habit is I read. I'm extremely selective about what I read or watch for that matter, because in my opinion, once something is read, something is seen or heard, it cannot be unread or unseen or unheard. Meaning what you put in front of your eyes, what you listen to matters big time. I am also convinced that the books, the posts that's, that we read, the podcasts we listen to, movies or shows that we watch impact us. And many times without us even noticing subconsciously. So if you're having the news on TV playing in the background all day long, it's going to impact how you feel throughout the day. I promise you. This is why, especially at the beginning of the day, you want to choose to feed your mind with positive and life-giving words. So this is why in the morning when I read, I usually read something that is helping me grow as a person, that is helping me uh, develop better habits. I usually also have a, a devotion or, or something that I can read on a regular basis. And um, yes, I'm shamelessly going to plug in my Finding Your Voice 40-Day uh, guide. If you are looking to read something for a longer period of time that doesn't require a lot of reading, you can definitely check my book out. Um, I'm going to put the link also in the show notes. But that was habit number one, uh, mindset work, right? And for me, mindset work looks like praying, meditating, journaling, and reading, and being very selective in what I allow into my mind. Habit number two is exercise. There was a time in my life when I constantly told myself that I didn't have the energy to exercise. I find that funny now since I learned that exercise itself is an energizer. According to research, exercise not only boosts our energy level, but it is also a great mood stabilizer. In an article I read in Everyday Health, and this was by Dr. Robert Gotland, um, he's the sports medicine doctor at Lenox Hill Hospital. Um, he says that the benefits of exercise for your energy level, level are twofold. Exercise boosts your body's fitness and also boosts your mood, both of which contribute to your overall health and well-being. And if you want to check that full article out, I have it linked in the show notes. In an another article I found, uh, and this was on Harvard's medical school's website, we, um, I read that regular exercise changes the brain to improve memory and thinking skills. So it not only helps your body, it also helps you think better. So in all honesty, for me, 
And my, in my personal experience, I don't think I found anything else yet besides what I eat. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. I didn't find anything that really has helped me more significantly improve my energy level than exercise does. And not only my energy level, but my mood and my thoughts. It literally impacts my thoughts as well. As you can see, exercise is useful not only for your body, but for your mind, and it has the potential to increase your confidence level too. And there's another article that I'm going to link in the show notes. This comes from um, Live Strong, where the article talks about how much exercise improves our confidence level, how we feel about ourselves and how we show up in the world uh, when we exercise. So that was habit number two. Habit number three is life-giving foods. The foods we eat have an immediate and long-lasting impact on our energy level and our mental health. Again, this might not be news to you. It was news to me about 10 years ago. I always thought that professional athletes were way too uptight and rigid about their routines and what they put in, in their bodies. It took me about 30 years to understand why. What we eat not only impacts our physical energy, but our mental focus and resilience as well. Now, I'm certainly not an expert on health, so I'm not going to even try to attempt to give you professional advice on what you should eat. But I will tell you this. Don't assume you know what a healthy diet looks like if you haven't taken the time to study it for yourself. And this usually takes time. I remember reading Michael Hyatt's book called Free to Focus, where he says the road to poor nutrition is paved with assumptions people make about what are and are not wise food choices. And I agree from my personal experience I assumed a lot of things. I assumed that something was healthy and it really wasn't. And maybe it's something that is healthy for somebody else. It's not really healthy for me because we're so different. Knowing what you should eat can be tricky and it can take time to figure out, but don't let that keep you stuck. Do your research do your trial and error. It takes time, but I promise you, once you figure out what are the, the foods that make you feel good and what are the foods that don't make you feel good will really help in figuring out your diet and what you should be putting in your body. And I will have about two or three links um, for you below in the show notes to kind of help get you started or uh, give you a place where you can kind of figure out um, what that would look like for you. But those really are the three habits. And again, as I said, I'm going to share the other three habits in the next episode that I would highly encourage for anyone who wants to develop a more resilient mindset. And as I said before, Having those healthy life-giving habits are so important for someone who is pouring into others as a speaker, as a leader, your energy, protecting your energy, protecting your mind, 
cultivating a healthy mindset, cultivating life-giving habits is so important in order for you to show up the way you want to show up for your audience with energy, with positivity, with a vision, with hope, right? All of those things you want to give to your audience. But if you are depleted, if your mind is under attack constantly, you're going to have a hard time showing up for your audience. So having habits that you cultivate and nurture on a daily basis are going to be absolutely crucial in the way you show up as a speaker. So real quick, let's recap the three habits that we talked about today. Habit number one was doing the mindset work, being intentional about cultivating a thriving mindset. The second habit was exercise and how much exercise really impacts our energy level, our mental focus, our resilience, and also our mood, which are so important. And then habit number three is life-giving foods, being very intentional about the foods that we put in our body. Not only that, but having clarity around what are the types of food are really going to work for us, right? Because as I said before, we're all very different and figuring out work, what works for us takes time and what works for somebody else might not work for us. That's why it is important to do our due diligence, study up on this stuff, do our research, and then do the trial and error, which takes time. But when you're patient, it really pays off. So as I said before, don't forget to come back next week when we're going to be wrapping this series up with the final three habits of life-giving habits of successful speakers. Until then, I want to just thank you for being here today, for spending your last few minutes with me. I know that your energy is limited. I know that your time is limited. And I want you to know that it means so much to me that you chose to spend it here with me. I know you have a lot of choices and the fact that you decided to be here means a lot to me. I want to encourage you as always to go out, show up for yourself, show up for your audience, keep pouring into yourself so that you can keep pouring out into others. Your voice and message are so needed in this world. So it's time for you to show up and shine.